Good evening, this is Caleb Arn with the Walk With God podcast and YouTube channel. Today is the 17th of April, 2020. We're recording for Friday, and we're going to be reading from Psalm 86, Joshua 15, Proverbs chapter 13, verses 9 and 10, and Luke chapter 18, verses 18 through 43 tonight. Before we get started, let's open with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, please bless this time that we have together. Please help us to grow in our love for your word. Please help us to grow in our understanding and our knowledge and in our trust of your word. Father, please open our minds. Please speak to our hearts. Please give us your message that you would have us take from your word tonight. Lord God, please heal our land. Please heal our people. Please open up the church doors again so that we may come in and worship you together in fellowship. And Lord, please heal our people. Please heal those that are fighting this COVID-19, this uh, Chinese uh, Communist Party Wuhan virus that has come from China. And Lord, please heal all those that are fighting it. Please help us, Lord God to take our country and to turn back from our wicked ways, to turn from trusting in ourselves and trusting in the man's riches and other things. Help us to trust in you, God. Help us to walk in the ways that you lead us. In Jesus' name I pray. Thank you, Father. Amen. Okay, we're studying and we're reading from Psalm 86 tonight. And I'm going to do a little bit less commentary tonight and a little more just reading. And so if you have any questions, you can please email them to me. I'll give you my email at the end of the show. But uh, today we're just going to be uh, mostly just reading. Psalm 86, bow down thine ear, O Lord. Hear me, for I am poor and needy. Preserve my soul, for I am holy. O thou, my God, save thy servant that trusteth in thee. Be merciful unto me, O Lord, for I cry unto thee daily. Rejoice the soul of thy servant, for unto thee, O Lord, do I lift up my soul. For thou, Lord, art good and ready to forgive, and plenteous in mercy unto all them that call upon thee. Give ear, O Lord, unto my prayer, and attend to the voice of my supplications. In the day of my trouble I will call upon thee, for thou wilt answer me. Among the gods there is none like unto thee, O Lord, neither are there any works like unto thy works. All nations whom thou hast made shall come and worship before thee, O Lord, and shall glorify thy name. For thou art great, and doest wondrous things. Thou art God alone. Teach me thy way, O Lord. I will walk in thy truth. Unite my heart to fear thy name. I will praise thee, O Lord, my God, with all my heart, and I will glorify thy name forevermore. For great is thy mercy toward me, and thou hast delivered my soul from the lowest hell. O God, the proud are risen against me, and the assemblies of violent men have sought after my soul, and have not set thee before them. But thou, O Lord, art a God full of compassion, and gracious, long-suffering, and plenteous in mercy and truth. O turn unto me, and have mercy upon me. Give thy strength unto thy servant, and save the son of thine handmaid. Show me a token for good, that they which hate me may see it, and be ashamed, because thou, Lord, hast hoped me, and comforted me. This is a prayer of David in Psalm 86 here, and he's praying and asking for the Lord to preserve his soul, to be merciful unto him, and help him to rejoice in the soul of his servant. And he's lifting up his soul in very offering and sacrifice unto the Lord, in free will offering for obedience unto him. And declaring the goodness of God. Verse 5, For thou, Lord, art good and ready to forgive and plenteous in mercy. And God is so good. He's declaring his goodness in this psalm and in the middle and in throughout his prayer. Now, we're going to read from Joshua 15 today. Joshua 15 says, 
This then was the lot of the tribe of the children of Judah by their families, even to the border of Edom. The wilderness of Zin southward was the uttermost part of the south coast, and their south border was from the shore of the salt sea, from the bay that looketh southward, and it went out to the south side to Maale Akrabim, and passed along to Zin, and ascended up on the south side unto Kadesh Barnea, and passed along to Hezron, and went up to Adar, and fetched a compass to Karkah. From thence it passed toward Asmon, and went unto the river of Egypt, and the goings out of that coast were at the sea, this shall be your south coast. And the east border was the salt sea, even unto the end of Jordan, and their border in the north quarter was from the bay of the sea at the uttermost part of Jordan, and the border went up to Beth Hogla, and passed along by the north of Beth Araba, and the border went up to the stone of Bohan, the son of Reuben, and the border went up toward Debir from the valley of Achor, and so northward, looking toward Gilgal, that is before the going up to Adumim, which is on the south side of the river, and the border passed toward the waters of Enshemesh, and the goings out thereof were at Enrogel, and the border went up by the valley of the son of Hinnom unto the south side of the Jebusite, the same is Jerusalem, and the border went up to the top of the mountain that lieth before the valley of Hinnom westward, which is at the end of the valley of the giants northward. And the border was drawn from the top of the hill unto the fountain of the water of Nephtoah, and went out to the cities of Mount Ephron. And the border was drawn to Baalah, which is Kirjath Jarm. And the border compassed from Baalah westward unto Mount Seir, and passed along unto the side of Mount Jearim, which is Chesalon on the north side, and went down to Beth Shemesh, and passed on to Timnah. And the border went out unto the side of Ekron northward, and the border was drawn to Shikron, and passed along to Mount Baalah, and went out unto Jabneel, and the goings out of the border were at the sea. And the west border was to the great sea, and the coast thereof. This is the coast of the children of Judah round about according to their families. And unto Caleb the son of Jephunneh he gave a part among the children of Judah, according to the commandment of the Lord to Joshua, even the city of Arba, the father of Anak, which city is Hebron. And Caleb drove thence the three sons of Anak, Shishai, and Ahiman, and Talmai, the children of Anak. And he went up thence to the inhabitants of Debir, and the name of Debir before was kirjath Sefer. And Caleb said, He that smiteth Kirjath-Sephir, and taketh it, to him will I give Aksa my daughter to wife. And Othniel the son of Kenaz, the brother of Caleb, took it, and he gave him Aksa his daughter to wife. And it came to pass, as she came unto him, that she moved him to ask of her father a field. And she lighted off her ass, and Caleb said unto her, What wouldest thou? Who answered, Give me a blessing, for thou hast given me a south land. Give me also springs of water. And he gave her the upper springs and the nether springs. This is the inheritance of the tribe of the children of Judah according to their families. And the uttermost cities of the tribe of the children of Judah toward the coast of Edom southward were Kabziel and Adar and Jagur and Kenah and Daimonah and Adada and Kadesh and Hazor and Ithnot and Ziph and Telem and Bealoth and Hazor, and Hadata and Kerioth, and Hezron, which is Hazor, Amam, and Shema, and Molada, and Hazar Gada, and Heshmon, and Beth Palet, and Hazar Shual, and Beersheba, and Bithjatha, Baela, and Eam, and Azem, and El Tolad, and Cheziel, and Horma, and Ziklag, and Madmana, and Sansana, and Lebaoth, and Shilhim, and Ain, and Ramon. All the cities are twenty and nine with their villages. And in the valley, Eshtel, and Zorea, and Ashna, and Zanoah, and Enganim, and Tapua, and Enam, 
Jarmuth, and Adullam, Soko, and Ezika, and Sharaim, and Adithaim, and Gedera, and Gederothaim, fourteen cities with their villages, Zenon, and Hadasha, and Migdal-Gad, and Delian, and Mizpeh, and Jokthiel, Lachish, and Bozkath, and Eglon, and Kabon, and Lamam, and Kithlish, and Gederoth, and Beth Dagon, and Naamah, and Makeda, sixteen cities with their villages, Libna, and Aether, and Ashan, and Jifta, and Ashna, and Nazib, and Kela, and Akzib, and Marisha, nine cities with their villages, Ekron with her towns and her villages, from Ekron even unto the sea, all that lay near Ashdod with their villages, Ashdod with her towns and her villages, Gaza with her towns and her villages, unto the river of Egypt, and the great sea, and the border thereof, and in the mountains Shamir, and Jatir, and Soko, and Dana, and Kirjath Sana, which is Debir, and Anab, and Eshtemo, and Anim, and Goshen, and Holon, and Gilo, eleven cities with their villages, Arab, and Duma, and Eshion, and Janum, and Beth Tapua, and Afika, and Humta, and Kirjath Arba, which is Hebron, and Zior, nine cities with their villages, Maon, Carmel, and Ziph, and Juta, and Jezreel, and Jokdiam, and Zanoa, Cain, and Gibeah, and Timnah, ten cities with their villages, Halhul, Beth Zor, and Gidor, and Mearath, and Bethanarth, and El Tekon, six cities with their villages, Kirjath Baal, which is Kirjath Jearim, and Rabbah, two cities with their villages, in the wilderness, Beth Arabah, Medin, and Sekaka, and Nibshan, and the city of Salt, and Engedi, six cities with their villages. As for the Jebusites, the inhabitants of Jerusalem, the children of Judah could not drive them out, but the Jebusites dwell with the children of Judah at Jerusalem unto this day. So chapter 15 of the book of Joshua is all about the division of the land of all the cities, towns, villages, suburbs, surrounding areas, and borders of the tribe of Judah. We also see that it records the current timeline of the writing because in verse 63 of chapter 15 it says, As for the Jebusites, the inhabitants of Jerusalem, the children of Judah could not drive them out, but the Jebusites dwell in the land uh, dwell with the children of Judah at Jerusalem unto this day. And so the writing of the time of this chapter of the book of Joshua, as well as the book of Joshua, at that time that it was written, the people which were the Jebusites were still living in the city of Jerusalem until that day. Now, we see that this must have been written before the time of David, because in the time of David, he was the one who drove the Jebusites from the city of Jerusalem and captured it to be the capital then of the kingdom of Israel while it was a united kingdom. And so this must have been written either in the time of the judges or must have been written in the time of Joshua at the end of his life, right before he passed on the leadership of Israel to the elders of Israel, who then passed it on to pretty much nobody. Uh, we'll get into that more into the book of Judges, though. So now we're going to turn to the book of Proverbs. In Proverbs chapter 13, verses 9 and 10 says, The light of the righteous rejoiceth, but the lamp of the wicked shall be put out. Only by pride cometh contention, but with the well-advised is wisdom. And so the light of the righteous, it says it rejoiceth. 
Now, what kind of light has a, an emotional reaction like that? Unless it is the, tro the true light of God, and God is light. We see that in uh, the book of 1 John, chapter 1 and verse 5 says, "Then This then is the message which we have heard of him, and declare unto you that God is light, and in him is no darkness at all. And what uh, pleasure and what greatness it is that there's no darkness in God. There's no mistrust. There's no untruthfulness. There's no lies in him, but only perfect truth and perfect life. And he rejoices in the righteous. He rejoices in those people that love him and do his will and do the good things. But the lamp of the wicked shall be put out. Even that which the wicked has as a little guidance to guide his eyes in the darkness shall be put out if they don't turn and repent and put their trust in the Lord and put their trust in God's word. Only by pride cometh contention. How many people do you know and you can admit that sometimes it's probably you as well. I know it's me sometimes that uh, we hear somebody say something and it just makes us itch on the inside. It makes us want to argue against them and speak against them. But we have to question ourselves sometimes. Is that really something that's the right thing to do or is that just my own pride and that's just rubbing me the wrong way? It's just making me kind of itch because... Uh, only by pride cometh contention. Only by pride cometh, comes those arguments, those stirring up of strifes that are unnecessary and what, that if we would just keep our mouth shut, would continue to bring peace despite the outward agitations of this world. With the well-advised is wisdom. And if we want to be well-advised, if we want to have... Uh, knowledge and understanding and the fear of God that is described as wisdom, then we need to be well advised. We need to listen unto others who might have a better opinion than us, who might have more experience in this life than we do. And if we do so, we'll be well advised. We'll have that wisdom and that wisdom of experience and wisdom of God's word if somebody knows it better than we do. Now let's turn to the book of Luke. We're going to read from chapter 18, verses 18 through 43 tonight. And it says, And a certain ruler asked him, saying, Good master, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus said unto him, Why callest thou me good? None is good, save one, that is God. Thou knowest the commandments, do not commit adultery, do not kill, do not steal, do not bear false witness, honor thy father and thy mother. And he said, All these have I kept from my youth up. Now when Jesus heard these things, he said unto him, Yet that lackest thou one thing. Sell all that thou hast, and distribute unto the poor, and thou shalt have treasure in heaven, and come, follow me. And when he heard this, he was very sorrowful, for he was very rich. And when Jesus saw that he was very sorrowful, he said, How hardly shall they that have riches enter into the kingdom of God? For it is easier for a camel to go through a needle's eye than for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of God. And they that heard it said, Who then can be saved? And he said, The things which are impossible with men are possible with God. Then Peter said, Lo, we have left all and followed thee. And he said unto them, Verily I say unto you, There is no man that hath left house, or parents, or brethren, or wife, or children, for the kingdom of God's sake, who shall not receive manyfold more in this present time, and in the world to come, life everlasting. 
Then he took unto him the twelve, and said unto them, Behold, we go up to Jerusalem, and all things that are written by the prophets concerning the Son of Man shall be accomplished. For he shall be delivered unto the Gentiles, and shall be mocked, and spitefully entreated, and spitted on. And they shall scourge him, and put him to death, and the third day he shall rise again. And they understood none of these things, and this saying was hid from them, neither knew they the things which were spoken. And it came to pass that as he was come nigh unto Jericho, a certain blind man sat by the wayside begging. And hearing the multitude pass by, he asked what it meant. And they told him that Jesus of Nazareth passeth by. And he cried, saying, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. And they which went before rebuked him, that he should hold his peace. But he cried so much the more, Thou son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stood and commanded him to be brought unto him. And when he was come near, he asked him, saying, What wilt thou that I should do unto thee? And he said, Lord, that I may receive my sight. And Jesus said unto him, Receive thy sight, thy faith hath saved thee. And immediately he received his sight, and followed him, glorifying God. And all the people, when they saw it, gave praise unto God. Here in Luke chapter 18, verse 18, we see that Jesus is approached by a certain ruler. So this was a man who had great treasure and great riches. He said, and he uh, was a man that he said, I've kept all of these things, all these commandments from my youth, that of not committing adultery, not killing, not stealing, not bearing false witness, honoring his father and his mother. And he had the rule over other people as well as great riches. Jesus said, one thing lackest thou, yet lackest thou one thing. Sell all that you have. Sell everything you got. Give all to the poor and then come and follow me. So he, this way he was saying that ye shall have treasure in heaven. From what you give unto other people, more shall be given you in heaven because you are entrusted with much, much more than when you diligently give though to those who are in need, much more shall be given you in heaven, rewarded unto you. But come and follow me. This was the spiritual need. And so he was... Uh, saying to the man, get rid of those things that you are trusting in and come then and follow me and trust in me as your savior, as your Lord, as your God, as your master. And when Jesus saw that he was very sorrowful, how hardly he said, shall they that have riches enter into the kingdom of God because they're trusting in their riches. They're not trusting in the Lord Jesus Christ. And today, even when we look at somebody who is rich, yes, they can uh, have many things. The, the things, if they are trusting in them, they are a distraction and taking and pulling them away from God, sadly. But if they are not trusting in the things that they have and that they own and they possess, but they're trusting in the Lord Jesus Christ, then they have things that are to their blessing and not things having them or things owning them instead that they have their trust in. The things which are impossible with men are possible with God. God can save any soul. God can save anybody as long as they come to him the way that God has declared unto them to come to him. Verily I say unto you, there is no man that hath left house or parents or brethren or wife or children for the kingdom of God's sake who shall not many receive manyfold more in this present time and in the world to come life everlasting. Here's a promise that those that have left those that are divided against them, even in their own families, whether leaving uh, their sons or daughters. Now, now, this is not saying to leave those that are dependent upon you and to abandon them. No, he that is 
um, Paul teaches that he that leaves his house and does not take care of it is worse than an infidel. And so that's worse than an unbeliever, worse than those that are taking care of their family, even if they're non-believers. We should be better than that. This is not what this is teaching. The Lord is teaching, though, that those that um, maybe separate themselves and they take the time and they sacrifice time to serve and to take care of their families, but also sacrifice their time, their treasure, their talent, their money, their energy to go and to preach the kingdom of God, to preach the Lord Jesus Christ as Savior of the souls of mankind, that also sacrifice that time to see souls saved and lives transformed. They shall see more children for the kingdom of God's sake. They they will shall receive many fold more in this present time a people that shall be their brothers and their sisters children of God in their life, and then in the world to come also, life everlasting. This is the blessings of God. This is the reward of God, that we can see souls saved, that we can see people, their lives transformed so that they shall live eternally with the Lord Jesus Christ when he comes. Then he also, he declares the Lord Jesus Christ that he will be given unto the Gentiles. He'll be mocked, he'll be scourged, he'll be spitted on, and then they'll put him to death, and the third day he'll rise again. He predicts and he prophesies his own death, burial, and resurrection. But they didn't remember this until after he was crucified, after he was buried, after he was put in the grave, after he was sealed in that sepulcher, and he rose again the third day rolled away the stone, came forth and declared that he had conquered death and hell, and he had taken the keys of hell, and he is now offering eternal life unto all that come unto him. Then after this, he also, they are going by Jericho, and a blind man begs him and calls out to him and cries unto him, and they keep telling him, oh, just be quiet and stay quiet, and they rebuke him, but he cries louder and louder. He just never stops. He doesn't give up until he's brought to the Lord, and he, the Lord declares unto him, both receive thy sight, and also thy faith hath saved thee, because he placed his faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. We have our Lord's declaration even then. And not only did he see, but he followed then. And so we see the comparison here between the rich ruler and the blind beggar. The rich ruler who had his sight and had everything else in this world chose not to give up, chose not to surrender anything of this world and chose not to follow Jesus. But the blind beggar, he, by his faith in the Lord, was restored his sight and followed after him, and his, has gotten salvation. This is an amazing study of the Word of God. We can trust the Word of God, that he, uh, the Lord is giving unto us rewards for what we do for him, and but most importantly, that we can see souls saved and lives transformed, that we can see brothers and sisters in Christ in the world to come, and with living with the Lord Jesus Christ when he, we shall see him again. That's an amazing thought that we can see and live eternally with the Lord God and with our brothers and sisters in Christ. Friend, thank you for studying with me today the Word of God. I hope it's been a blessing for you. If you have any praises or prayer requests, please send them to me at wwgcaleb at gmail.com. That's wwgcaleb at gmail.com, and I'll be sure to look for those and pray for you and with you for them. Thanks once again for listening. We'll see you tomorrow for the next Walk With God podcast.